In the 1970s, a future top-notch podcasting team was born, and then raised on military bases because their dads were in the Air Force. These Gen Xers eventually grew up and were unleashed upon the world. Today, looking forward to retirement, they survive by dishing out their opinions. If you have questions that need answers and an open mind, if you can spare 60 minutes a week, and if you have internet access, maybe you can listen to Kenyatta and Jack Save the World. My mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. But listening, friends, you know what you're going to get. 60-ish minutes of some of the best train of thought discussions available on Al Gore's internet. Welcome. Kenyatta Jack saved the world. It is us. It is him. It is me. It is us. It's what we do. One what podcast at a time. On? Indeed. Indeed. Indeed it is. You guys uh, get part of that gigantic Arctic blast that's uh, hit the country? Um. Yeah, we got... Let's see. We got... Was it Monday? Monday night, Tuesday night, it dropped below freezing. So, you know, go open the, the cabinet below the sink and turn your thing to drip, blah, 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 all that jazz. But it's it's been steady in the 40s. Ugh. We got down to week. like... I think we got down to like one, one of those nights. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely not pleasant right and then of course my my internet went down saturday mm-hmm. i was actually worried because they well they kept saying it'll be on in five at whatever and they'd give you a time it wouldn't happen it wouldn't happen and then like monday or tuesday we got a i guess it was tuesday a thing well your internet may be back at by thursday at 9 p.m and i'm like i have a podcast to record thursday night you can't do this to me It's a a second parter. You can't have a break in the middle of a two-parter. Don't they know Uh, this? Yeah, but fortunately, it came on yesterday. No, that's. And I decided, you know, on Facebook, how they show those things. Could you go live in this cabin for one month for one million dollars with no TV, no internet, no phone? Or I always used to say, yeah, I could do that. I don't know if I could. To be fair, I don't know if I could go with the internet without the internet for that long. It was tough. I I I tend to agree at this point in time. We're as a society we're we're addicted now. We're we're spoiled. We can't do it. Yeah. I can I can still sit down and read for long stretches at a time, but even that even that is not as long as I used to. I could literally yeah. sit all day like all day and break for meals and sit and read a book. Yeah. When I was like ten. I can't do it anymore. I'll get a couple hours in, but that'll be about it. We have, we use uh, YouTube TV and don't have regular cable. So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe if I would have had normal cable service or something, it wouldn't have been as bad, but I couldn't. So it just stunk. And you can only watch so many videos on your phone. I, um, that's why I'm glad I have my little tablet. Because when it goes out here, I can still hook up to, um, you know, service in the area. Yeah. 
and, and still of course, get something, but you know. Wednesday I was driving home and I was like, you know, every phone in our house or every TV in the house, I can send what I'm watching on my phone to that TV. Mm-hmm. And I have unlimited data, so I totally could have watched YouTube on the big TV had I remembered that before the internet came back. Here's the fun part. It's somewhat related. That my my daughter was here last weekend, and so she decided she was going to put Cats TV on for the cats on the big TV. And she had it on. She was using my tablet, and she wanted to put it on the big TV. So she goes to cast it and casted it to the TV I keep at my desk upstairs for work purposes. <laughs> so I'm busy watching some a game walkthrough, and all of a sudden the screen goes black. I was like, huh? And all of a sudden I see Cat's TV. I said, uh, you you cast it to the wrong TV. She was like, huh? She said, I couldn't figure out why this TV didn't come on. I said, because it's not on. It has to be on. This one upstairs is on. We're all on the same network. She was like, uh. I said, why are you even putting Cat's TV on the big TV? You know, they, they can't behave. They can't. They'll get up on the big TV and put their paws on the big TV. And I'm scared they're going to knock my big TV over. I can't do it. Yeah, 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 that's my semi-related story. (laughs) Well, all is right with the world again. We have internet, and that's the important thing. Yes, which is why I don't see why everybody in this country can't have internet. But I digress. Right, it's a human Hmm. right. At at this point, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is, and that doesn't mean you have to go all the way to Starbucks should be able to get it at your house at no charge whatsoever. I know. Hmm. Any hoot. <laughs> anyway, I think we should probably mosey on to the good old WTFs. What you got? <laughs> well, ironically enough, you, you talked to this fellow about this fellow last week. Ew. <laughs> One mega, mega hate-filled preacher, Greg Locke. I don't know if you saw the news. That's why I don't watch the news, but go ahead. (laughs) The big snowstorm came, and um, I don't know if you... Did you know that his church is actually not in a building? It's in a big tent. So he's trying to be like old school tent revival type preacher? Right, but every twice Sunday and on Wednesdays. Um, Hmm. Probably because a tent is cheaper than building a building. Yeah. So I guess he's being frugal there. And no, whatever. he's being no, he's being greedy. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but um, where he is in Tennessee, they got so much snow that it collapsed his tent. Oh, and I just find that funny because he's a man when um, some natural disasters hit, like say New Orleans or Miami. You know, it was God's way of punishing them because. They're sinners and going against God. So you have to wonder if God allowed for the snowstorm to come and collapse his big old tent because they're sinners. No, I'll tell you why. It's a test. It is his Job test. That's who he's going to tell the people. See, (laughs) that it's that or or he's doing such good work for God that Satan had to come in. Mm-hmm. And attack them, mm-hmm. and he made their church be the epicenter of all of that snow. But it's not going to slow him down. He's just going to put a new tent up. 
I mean, I guess it is easier to put a new tent up than it is <laughs> to build I mean, a new he building. Will. <laughs> but he, he will. And, you know, he'll probably maybe get some better reinforced canvas and poles and such. But, yeah, I, I go with yours. That sounds more feasible that it's the work of Satan uh, yeah. that's doing that. And he's because he's he's so righteous and he's coming so close to the truth that Satan got in his way. The irony is that Satan would use snow and not fire. But what I do thought I know? of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, isn't that not his normal element? <laughs> but then there is the saying when it snows in hell. So I guess it's all related. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so just so we know, it is Satan's fault. All right. Yeah, I just found that to be funny. Apparently he had a nice 30 to foot, thirty to 40 foot hole. Wow. And it buckled the walls. Oh, darn. Oh, something tells me that tent was quite possibly on its last poles anyway. So it might have been time. Yeah. And he's going to have, he's going to pass the bucket for a new. I'm sure. but For a new tent raising. <laughs> he's expecting insurance will cover cover the equipment but not the cost of the tent of yeah because you can't get insurance for a tent he's actually probably breaking some law by using that as his um church and not an actual real building he but might anyway. be getting around some property tax issues by doing that but what do i know he probably is hmm. um but he's also had issues with his uh with the neighbors that live around him because they've called the cops for noise violations on him multiple times. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. he's done several book burnings at the church late at night that he had bands playing and people called the, he's a great, great neighbor to have, isn't he? Um, I guess he missed that love thy neighbor part of the Bible. No, it does. He does love his neighbors and that's why he's doing what he's doing for their sake. They just no. don't know it yet. You're, you are 100% correct. Come on now. <laughs> he he loves them so much that he wants them to hear the word from the good book, whether they want to hear it or not. They need to hear how hard he is working for their salvation. Yep. That is it. And if they don't like it, he will just tell them to eat his dirty socks. That's right. Come have some snow cones. Ew. <laughs> Oh, anyway, that, that's what I got today. Oh, boy. Well, mine's not as laughter-inducing. In fact, it's kind of interesting. It's going to make me go looking at some things further offline. I just heard about this maybe two hours ago. The Los Angeles Innocence Project. You heard of the Innocence Project? Mm -hmm. I have. The Los Angeles Ranch has taken up the case of Scott Peterson, who back in 2005 was convicted of murdering his pregnant wife, Lacey. Yeah, I was going to say, that's interesting. Very. Because, and, and mind you, media sensationalizes everything, especially when it comes to high-profile murder cases, and this was no exception. So they made a big deal out of the fact that, you know, he was cheating on her and that he was caught he he tried to change his appearance and he had a stack of cash and he was on his way somewhere they made a big deal out of all that so i wasn't one 
I wasn't the one that paid that close attention. Like I wasn't stuck to every single story I read about this because the, the facts unnerved me so bad. Right. So when he went to jail, I'm like, good riddance. But the Innocence Project doesn't, doesn't take up stuff that they don't think they have a case for. That's true. So apparently uh, they found, let's see, the lady that's over it says they found some evidence. New, was it new evidence? I want to say it was new evidence or something that could, um, what they call it, exculpatory, that could change the outcome of the trial. Uh-huh. Yeah. Paula Mitchell, she's the director of the LA Innocence Project. She found, I'm sorry, quote, deficiencies while reviewing uh the discovery of his case and sent a letter to the county district attorney uh last November asking for information. And she said apparently, yeah, apparently the letter includes private identifying information concerning numerous citizens. Potential potential material witnesses and possible sus- suspect, as well as sensitive oh. information invest bleh, as well as sensitive investigative leads relating to Mr. Peterson's claim of innocence, information that was referenced to various police reports, tip sheets, and other investigative materials from both the prosecution and the defense that I reviewed. That's interesting. She said also that she has come across quote numerous witnesses who have expressed hesitation or out or quote outright unwillingness to provide information. Hmm. So they've got something. Sounds like it. Because they get thousands of requests. Oh, yeah. A year to have their have people look at their, you know, to have their team look at their um their cases. And for them to pick this one, they gotta have something. That's that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Related, did you see that that Murtal dude and what is it, George's, whatever the hell it is, um, his thing might, they may have to redo the whole trial. Mm-mm, no, I didn't see that. Apparently, the court clerk or whatever, um, which is an elected position, uh, apparently she broke the law and was talking to potential jurors about the case. When all you're allowed to do is, you know, A, B, C, and D. And she was, like, talking to them about the actual case. And apparently it was bad enough, like, in depth to the point to where it could have been considered, like, jury tampering. And so they may end up having to relitigate the whole trial. Hmm. I'm pretty sure she's fired. Well, it's elected, so I don't know what the recourse oh. for that would be, other than obviously not re-electing her. Oh, they'll but, probably pull a petition to have her removed. But the thing is, if you think about it, that could have, if you're someone else that got sentenced to prison while she was the court clerk, mm-hmm. whether there's anything that they talked to your, she talked to your jury or not, you guess what they're all going to be doing now. There's possible tampering here, blah, 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 but now you have to go back and da, da, da. But it's got to be looked at, because if she did it on one, who's to say she didn't do it on the others? I don't know if they'll proactively go back and look on cases that she was involved with, or they'll only look at ones that, say, the defendants, if it was a losing case, and somebody come, you know, involved with right. the trial comes back and says something. That's, oh my God, she needs to be horse whipped. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. Like, people get this much power and let it go straight to their head. Apparently. 
Apparently. What I didn't know, though, here about uh, O. Peterson is that 2020, they'd sentenced him to death originally. I remember that. Right. But in 2020, they overturned his death sentence and uh, resentenced to life without the possibility of parole in December 2021 and moved off of death row in October 2022. So he's been chilling this whole time. But yeah, that that gave me like some real pause. I'm like, they have to have something significant. Yeah. Definitely worth keeping our eyes on. Yeah. Like I couldn't I couldn't for the life of me imagine what the motive would be for anybody else to have done it. But it may not, I don't know if it's even that now from the way it sounds. It may have been just a bunch of legalities or something. Which would mm-hmm. be a shitty way for him to get off, but yeah, I'll be interested to see. Yeah, how that plays out. Me too. Um, huh. Well, I don't have to actually pay a whole lot of attention to it because I'm married to somebody that will, and oh, okay. she will make sure that I am informed. Yes. Did you hear? It'll <laughs> it'll be something similar to that. Yes. She I will say, sure. "Did you know?" And I'll get this look of terror because I'll know that. True crime stories are about to start. Speaking of which, I have to go back and finish. I started watching Why Women Kill. It's an interesting show. And I'm like maybe four episodes in. Have you seen the Mm -hmm. first season? I have not. It like it's like takes place in three different time periods in the same house. And, you know, each story revolves around uh, a woman in a relationship where she's unhappy and some things, some shit happens. But, yeah, and it has, um, you can kind of get a sense of why these women were getting upset. So I have to go back and finish it. I don't know why I quit. I have a bad attention span sometimes. Like our our, our friend um, Tim Bird says, if I hear it has more than one season, I don't know if I'm going to get into it at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand. But still, there are some things you want to stick to, but it's hard. Yep, it's hard. Yep, yeah. But anyway, yep. yeah, I'm going to keep an eye out because that's that's profoundly disturbing on many levels. Because if, if yeah. they have evidence that he absolutely did not do it or there's some reasonable amount of doubt, then that means there's a you know, some kind of troll possibly still out there hobbling around yep. that did this. Anyway, so there's that. There Ooh. is that. There is. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which, by the way, if it turns out that he was in fact innocent, that goes to show you why maybe you shouldn't have the death penalty. I mean, I've already... I already have my my um opinions about why that's a perfectly useless punishment, but I'm just that's a, a different episode. It really is. So I'm not going to do it to everybody. I won't do it, listening friends. I won't do it. That's right. <laughs> you know what you are going to do? You're going to take this test. Yay! Listening friends, if you tuned in last week, you'll know that I quizzed uh, my co-host and friend Jack with uh, what they call Jim Crow literacy tests that were given to supposedly were supposed to have been given to everybody that wanted to register to vote back during the fifties and sixties, but were usually 
by convenience and I guess subterfuge, however you want to call it, were usually given to just blacks and other people of color that wanted to vote. And the intent was to make it so hard for them to take this test or even to pass this test that they would be basically be disenfranchised. So that is true. Jack is going to quiz me. Yay. Yes. But um, we sort of randomly pick states and here you get this one or these group pick a test for me. The states that were mine, it was like, okay, I can't find the test for this one, the test for this state. It's almost like they were embarrassed to have their tests out there. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so the one that um, I'm not going to say the state until afterwards, although. Um, but some of these questions are specific to the year that this test was done. So when I asked the question, um, Kenyatta is going to just get to substitute with what's going on in Virginia now. The effect is still the same, um, but mm-hmm. since she lives in Virginia, it it's it's the same test. I'm just just so that it could actually be made because I don't think they're maybe the family members of you know the great grandson of the Supreme Court justice of the state of blah they're like the only people that are going to know that that person was the chief justice in 1958 right i mean in theory yes so yes and so just to kind of make it to where we're going to be fair unlike the people that gave these literacy tests no doubt (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and then i was slightly irritated because this website has it on a pdf but it won't let you go to Adobe to read it as the PDF and it's a little tiny square thing and they won't let you print it off either. So I'm irritated with these poop shoots. Interesting. My, my, they try so hard not to, not to make that sort of stuff available and legible. What do we know? Right. Right. (laughs) So are you ready? I'm ready to fall on my face. I predicted this last week. It has not changed. Well, (laughs) I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I thought I was going to do horrible and I ended up not doing horrible. So if you are ready, we will begin. I are. Should have had some Jeopardy music ready for this. Um, Anyway, your first question, what is a Republican form of government? Um, Less government, less federal government interference. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to call that as no. Their answer is a government in which the sovereign power resides in the people and is exercised by representatives elected by and responsible to the people. Good God almighty. <laughs> oh, zero for one. <laughs> well, I have confidence that you're gonna get this next one. Um Okay. Well, you're not Tommy Tuberville, so you should have a shot. Stop. What are the names of the three branches of the United States government? I had a dream about this last night. <laughs> Legislative, executive, and judicial. <laughs> Correct. See, you are not Tommy Tuberville. I swear I had this question on my mind. I'm like, I wonder if that's going to be a question. <laughs> Hooray. 
<laughs> I'm so glad about Tommy Tumberville for for various reasons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um on here. It's trying to go through here because it's kind of weird trying to okay. Who is the chief justice of the Supreme Court of Virginia? <laughs> um that would be Elmer J. Fudd. <laughs> I have no clue. Not at all. Not We're gonna all. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> Uh, let's see. That I mean, yeah, it is obviously not that person. But since I I do have, you know, literally three computers right here within arm's reach. <laughs> let's look it up. Yeah. Let's oh see. man. Oh, it's a fellow by the name of uh, Bernard Goodwin. Yep. Oh, okay. Very good. Very yeah. Good. But perhaps he looks like Elmer Fudd. I don't know. Not at all. Um, he is a uh, uh, a black American man. So not at all. Not okay at then. All. <laughs> well, I learned something new today. Hello. <laughs> See, it's all about learning. It is. I'm excited. <laughs> all I'm right. Excited. How does the Constitution of the United States provide that it may be amended? Oh, like the process of it? Or yes. adding a process of adding an right. amendment? Yeah. Oh, man. We and this could be a, this. you could get, because there's more than one way, so you could potentially get half points on this. Isn't it like it has to be approved by like two-thirds? Shit. And we sat here and talked about the Constitution in depth. Dang. I don't think I'm going to get a half a point on this one. Shoot. Yeah, it has to be approved by like a certain number of... Is it House? Or is it both? I don't know. I really don't. That just that one went right out of my head. Well, like, you I, were... know we, I know we talked about it. <laughs> you were going... Um... In the right direction for one of them. Both houses of Congress, if it passes by two thirds, um, then it then it will become an amendment. Okay, well, okay. And, and then it can also be sent to the states, and two thirds of the total states, uh, their legislatures have to approve it. I don't know if the legislatures of each state has to do two thirds, but. Two thirds of the states have to approve, and then there's another way that's called the like a meeting of the states, but I'm not anyway. The convention <laughs> of the states, and once again, it has to be approved by like three fourths of actually that that one's three fourths. So. Yeah. So anyway, not two thirds. This one is three fourths. So that's an even higher qualification if you have a convention of the states to approve one. Which is where legislatures aren't involved. Interesting. So it was on the way, but not quite. Okay. It's fair. It's fair. Yes. <laughs> All right. Who may grant pardons and paroles in the state of Virginia? Governor? 
Yes. Yeah, that's two out of seventeen. If your if your governor dies while in office, who becomes so then if that person who would then become the governor, but if the person who would have succeeded him, if they both died at the same time, then who would become the governor? Wouldn't it be like Speaker of the State House or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. See, I know a little something. <laughs> I mean, if, if it works that way at the federal level, yeah. it's an assumption. It's a fair assumption. Okay. I got this three. <laughs> you hate me. <laughs> All right. You ready for this one? Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> what are the names of the persons who occupy the following state offices? One, governor, two, lieutenant governor, three, secretary of state, four, attorney general. All I got is governor. Dang, that's sad. Yeah, I need to brush up on all this because Super Tuesday is coming quick. <laughs> yeah. I I know that I know that you're gonna know who the governor is. So Yeah, Glenn Youngkin, but Yep. The, uh... You know your lieutenant governor. He has it's, a great name. It's a black guy. With a great name. It's right there. On the, I see his face. It's right there on the tip of my tongue. Oh, my gosh. It's horrible. Mm. Can I offer a related answer that has nothing to do with it? <laughs> I, do know, <laughs> I do know that Virginia governors can only run for one term at a time. Right. They can that is true. Consecutive terms. What is his name? It is Winsome yeah. Sears. Thank you. Oh, she. Shit. She. Yes. She is a uh, a Second Amendment conservative lady. She's Sears business. Yeah. Winsome. Okay. So that's, we'll call that a 0.25 since it's four on <laughs> each side. All right. Do you know who the Secretary of State is or in your case, actually, it's Secretary of the Commonwealth? Yeah, no, I don't know the rest of them. Okay, that's her name is Kelly G. G-E-E? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I need to brush up on this. That's sad. And then let's see. <laughs> the last one is the Attorney General. But I feel like they were just talking about this person recently. Nope. His name is Jason Mayares. Uh, M-I-R-A-Z? M-I-Y-A-R-E-S. His mom fled from Cuba, according to the National Association of Attorneys General's website. Mareyes. Mareyes. Okay. I dig it. Okay, I'm good with this. I'm good with this. This is going to be required, like seriously required education on my part here very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> but I should do better for all this shit I talk. Okay. <laughs> okay. How many congressional districts in your state are there and which one do you live? This is an unfair question because they just realigned them last year again. Shit. Right. 
I don't know how many there are. I think I, as of last year, I am in 87, I think, 87, 89, something. I did, that's well, just a trick question. I mean, as far as where I live at is. Yeah, well, this was more, um, I'm sorry, let me, uh, federal congressional districts there are. So mm. how many representatives would you guys have uh, in oh, Congress? Sorry, I should have. That represent, uh, that represent us in, in the House. Right. Okay. 20. See, this is sad. Nope, don't know it. <laughs> um. Well, well, let's just lower. 19. 17. One more shot. Lower than 17. 14. Nope. It is Damn 11. It. I don't know why I felt like we had more people than that, but okay. <laughs> I guess not. For the state that has the, what is it? The oldest continuously inhabited city in the country. Right. Let's see. <laughs> you are in... I know this, and now my brain isn't. Uh, you You're talking about the in, district? Um, you live in Norfolk, right? Or uh -uh. near it? No? Near. 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 Yeah. Um, so you would probably be. Of course, this map is odd, and it doesn't actually show. Where? Which part of the? Where is Norfolk? What part? It's over by the. In Hampton, where are you? Middle Hampton. state, southern, Norfolk, southern. southern. Like where I'm at is part of a peninsula, and Nor Norfolk is south. So you're probably—I would say you're probably in District Three. Okay, you're either in two or three, but you know, like I said, these are all things that I am now going to make sure I uh educate myself on because this is just utter nonsense <laughs> uh, utter but, nonsense right and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna go around just spewing this disinformation to anybody that listens after this okay okay now i have confidence in you with this one okay what is the term of a united states senator how long do they serve one term how long is one term for a senator Mm-hmm. Um, four years? Six. We'll pretend you didn't say the four and give you the six. Jesus. <laughs> it's all in the Constitution. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm goofy. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Oh. How may a new state be admitted into the Union? Seems how it hadn't happened since 1967. Right. I mean, this one. I don't know. Congress. Congress has approved it. Is it like by a certain certain number? I. It doesn't say. I think it's like a plus majority. one type of, yeah, just a simple majority. And okay. then the president signs it into law. Interesting. Okay. It's amazing. I remember... The day, the last day, the last day admitted, but I don't know that. Jeez. <laughs> My brain is all smooth now. Go ahead. <laughs> this one is just BS, but it's on there. <laughs> okay. But 
in what federal court district do you live? Right? <laughs> federal? U.S. Circuit? What? I don't... <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's a nonsense question. And like, I honest, to be perfectly honest, I'm not even sure in what order of power they're in. You know, like, who can overrule right. who? So I have no clue. And I guess we're going to look it up because... If I how had to, we, how can we not? If I had to guess, Virginia would be in the second court of appeals or the second federal court district. But that's only because I think Washington, D.C. is in it. And only because a certain orange man has been going to a lot of federal courts lately. But I could be way off. Not necessarily. Um, fourth. We're in the fourth. The fourth. But once again, I asked that because it's a gotcha question. It is. And I wouldn't have, like I said, I, I sure wouldn't have known. And looking at this map, this handy dandy map, and I'm so glad that these things are immediately available when we need them. The fourth district covers Virginia, West Virginia, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. And then, of course, DC, Maryland. And who else? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, DC and Maryland. Yep, that's good to know. Yeah. Huh. And your final question. Uh huh. How many electoral votes does Virginia have in the Electoral College? 13. Nope. It's 11. I thought it was. <laughs> It's the same it was, number of your uh, representatives. I thought it was representatives and senators. Damn no. it. I mean, that. <laughs> but if you think about it, I mean, that's a logical it is. thing to think. So, well, I mean, like, it's, that's everybody? Like, all the congresspeople? Yeah, so, right. But it's just uh, your representatives. Well, you know, it, it is logical, but then again, it's not because every state has two senators. Right. It's not based on population. It's just flat, too. Matter of fact, and this is just going to make my case even more so, as far as I'm concerned, by the Virginia, I mean, the, why the Constitution needs a complete revamp. What's the purpose of having both well, representatives and senators? I actually, know, I actually know the reason for that. Please do. Initially, when they were creating the Constitution, the House of Representatives obviously is who represented the people, but the Senate represented the state as an the entity. State, this like the state government. Well, no, like the, each state sort of, yeah. And that's why um that's why senators were initially picked by the state's legislature because they were the representative of the state to where, like, hey, we're looking out because it in a way. The needs of the state as a state and the people don't necessarily always like smoothly jive together. So representatives basically are there speaking up for the people in the area they they represent. Right. Senators speak up for the state's needs as a whole. Right. Oh, okay. And so like say district house representative district three they may have specific needs that the rest of sort of the state doesn't have, 
Mm-hmm. And it was like the senator's point to say, yeah, I understand this, but this is for the state. And that's why they were initially picked by the legislature. But they were picked by the legislature, too, and why they were given a six-year term is so that it wasn't, so that they weren't beholden to whatever the political leanings of the particular governor at that time was, right? They were beholden to- so they had a to, longer term. So that even though they were mm-hmm. still- the representative for the state, they were also the representative of the people of the state in a way too, because see what I'm saying? Because they outlasted the normal political length of the service of whatever. And that was why. Here's the thing though. You know what mitigates that entire thing at this point is the fact that there's no term limits for either one of them. Right. You can literally have the same senator serve four different governors right governor served as like what's well senators before the 17th amendment where people voted on senators senators often changed right not now frequently right well that <laughs> once you got elected to it by the people then that sort of sort of changed that ability mm-hmm. and actually before the 17th amendment Senators never even really ran for president because the it was always the House people from the House because they were viewed as more politically important than <laughs> sort of the senators were. Because they were and, like closer to the people in other right, words. Exactly. Yeah. And then after the 17th Amendment is when senators started sort of running for um president and people in the house kind of stopped because they sort of swapped like the view of importance even though they're kind of not and that's why the house is the people that determine uh taxes and budgets okay yeah because they're the voice of the people so listening friends what you've got you got last week an example of i can't remember to say this you got an example of what someone who had access to a well-funded education back in the day may have done on a, a literacy test. This week, you got a version of what someone who may not have had access <laughs> to current and updated information and resources may have done a literacy test. And that's the exact reason why they were done. We kind of touched on it a bit last week um, in that it wasn't so much a measure of my cat sneezed. I said, bless you. Um, you have to. It was loud. I'm, she's looking at me like I had something to do with it. I heard it. <laughs> but it wasn't a measure of a person's intelligence per se. But of course, you know, that's what the lawmakers tried to make it seem like. It was a measure pretty much of how much, how much, how much information and knowledge could they get access to? Because not only were they going to ill-funded schools, a lot of um, young black children didn't even make it past a certain grade because a lot of them were out of families of sharecroppers and other manual labor families. They had to go help yeah, with the work. So they often didn't make it past maybe fifth or sixth grade for someone on average, especially during the South to come out of high school was not common. A lot of them unfortunately got their education cut off really early. Mm -hmm. So again, that was another impediment as far as them being able to learn. Anything. Yeah, and, and me sitting here with my fancy degree, and I know squat about the commonwealth that I live in, 
It just tells you if you're determined to know something, you'll know. You'll yeah. find out. And to be fair, I'm a history nerd. Like <laughs> in high school, I was on the, you know how they used to have the academic competitions where you would go and take tests and then mm. your school would try to win the act. I did that for history. Did we have that thing? We did because I went to several competitions. <laughs> I'll take your word for history. it. For history. I had history. no clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best I ever did is I came in fifth. I mean, at least you made it there. I had no clue. Um. Yeah. It was the anyway. So that, in a sense, maybe was slightly a little unfair, just because I'm a history nerd. Um, I mean, but also, I need to show out or throw out since we didn't say the actual state. You took Georgia's 1958 literacy test. Exactly, and, and that's exactly the point. You know that obviously that we were trying to make the fact that I I live here and have been here for more than a quarter of a century. I have access at my fingertips, and I didn't know half of that. What can you imagine how it would have been for somebody? 60 years ago that had didn't even have access to a damn book yeah right much less much less being able to go to let's say uh the county seat to see who the mayor was or to find out who the governor of the state was much less knowing anything else about their own state or the they're not allowed to go in the library exactly so you could go and look at the encyclopedia britannica Mm -hmm. because you weren't allowed in the library to even go and try to learn Stuff and of course, every year the test was different because mm -hmm. you don't want somebody to have maybe remembered questions and go and study. Mm -hmm. Nope, can't have that. Yep, but and, and anyway, that's, and that's if you know if you had access to the library again, just like the schools under ill funded with outdated information yep. or at, or no access to information at all. Yep, and your final score was 4.25 correct and 8.75 incorrect. That is a F. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that that's why we wanted to do this, though, to show that it was designed mm -hmm. to, to do that and to be that way and to ask questions that, you know, Typically, if you're going about your life, you're probably not going to know. Mm -mm. No, not really. And and I'm the opposite of you. I I never cared too much about history, yeah. like the 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 dry facts and stuff like that. Nah, I don't I don't pay attention too hot to that kind of stuff. And maybe that's to my detriment. But I've made it this far, and. I got by without necessarily having to know when the war of 1812 was fought. I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the only reason I, I literally work across the street from the Oklahoma state Capitol. I don't know who our secretary of state is, <laughs> but we know who the, Never mind. I'm not going there. We know. I know who the secretary of education. <laughs> Damn it. We know who that guy is, <laughs> but so I does everybody in this country. <laughs> He has Ain't made the... sure of that. <laughs> yes. He's like, if I'm going out, I'm going out smoking. That Jeez. is pretty much it. And so, whoops. It's so gross. Um, and yeah. see, this right here, how do I want to say it? This is proof that 
all history matters because even though there's probably been changes in how some of these positions have been set up or elected or appointed to since the 50s and 60s up until now, most of that stuff has stayed the same as far as who reports to whom and who votes on this and who does that. Right. So let's say me never, let's say, what am I trying to get at? You have to educate the kids on like the fundamentals of stuff like this. Now you don't necessarily have to know the names. It's sort of like when you learn math, you learn the theories and then right. you apply the theories to all the numbers in the world. The theory, the way you work is always going to be the same. It's just the numbers that are going to be different. And that's why I'm, I'm th- it's necessary to make sure the kids get a well-rounded education. It's not about indoctrination because these, these so-called lawmakers and these people, these parents and all these, these lawmakers are so concerned about indoctrinating kids. They're acting like teachers go in the classroom and for six and a half hours a day talk about nothing but uh, Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. That's not what's happening. When really all they want to do is make sure that the kids pass the test because that's how they get their grades and get their bonuses at the end of the Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's designed for them to teach to the test, not to the education. Yeah, they, they call them SOLs, Hill. I, I hated it. It was the worst, the worst thing to look at was she could bring homework home. And I'm like, yeah. why are they telling you this? What? Mm. Yeah. But yeah, but- I just, it blows my mind to think that that's the impression that those kind of guys, like your man's over there, like that he wants to give to right. the concerned parents. They're trying to teach your children to be militant. And the thing is about our dude, he knows it's bullshit because he was a high school teacher. So he knows exactly what teaching kids is. But I'm pretty sure then that he managed to insert his own biases into that. I have no doubt. I I would say that you're probably correct in that. Like but... some former students of his are sitting there right now, like like they're 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 finding out, you know, two thirds of the stuff that he probably taught them is bullshit, unless it's math. Anything else, there's a possibility for bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) If anything, what the last two weeks of us each taking uh, one of these tests Mm -hmm. has really shown is that, honestly, what needs to happen is civics needs to begin to be taught as actual civics, not just a little chapter in history, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in probably first or second grade, not, you know, ninth or tenth grade. And they can start real easy with the basics. Start from the top and go down. Yeah, even if it was just like, you know, a nine-week period of this This is our civics, you know, because, well, like an example here is we have, um, you know, we have what's called the MAPS tax, which is supposed to be temporary, but it's temporarily been in place since 1992 or mm. three. Mm. Um so it's entering its 30th, 31st year, but it's temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they'll have, they'll be like, say six projects. We have this temporary tax. We're going to raise the money and then they build it. That is the cool thing is it's actually paid for. So when it's completed, it's completely paid for. And it's, you know, so that part is cool, but it, inevitably it'll be a, we're building this with maps money. Half the comments will always be, well, shouldn't they put that money towards education? 
shouldn't they put that money towards this? And it's like, if you understood civics, you would know that that's not how school funding works in the Oklahoma. This is a different tax designed specifically for this that was voted on by the people to make these five projects. If you knew civics, you would know. And I'm not, I'm not dogging people. It's just a lack of knowledge, which is what the whole point of these literacy tests was. It wasn't to show that somebody, it was intentionally designed for, to point out somebody didn't was, have the opportunity to learn a certain or to know the certain thing. It was, it was, it was a setup to fail because yeah. if you could, and, and, and of course, these kinds of tests, the ones that we did were tame in comparison to some of the other ones I've seen. Like literally some of them were just full blown, like sleight of hand tests. Oh, yeah. If listening friends go pull up Georgia's or not Georgia, sorry, Louisiana's literacy yes. test. Yes. Bananas. Absolute bananas. And the intent was obviously and that would be the test that they would give the black people seeking to register. The white voters, if they got one at all, would be something completely different. I mean, they yep. would no doubt pass every time. <laughs> so, it was like, how how old are you? Yeah. What Thank was you your like, mom's name? Hi. <laughs> oh, you passed. Here you go. <laughs> Come on in. Get this ballot. Christmas yeah. is on what day? <laughs> <laughs> when... When was when does the war of eighteen twelve fought? <laughs> who would who was involved in the French and Indian War? Shit like that. Like you couldn't. They were no missed questions, and it was deliberate. And then they could go back and say, "Well, we're giving literacy tests to everyone." World War Two took place after which world? Which war? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what was the war that came before World War Two? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Where and, was the Korean War fought? <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah. And it was it wasn't just these things, these tests weren't just designed. Obviously, their their main purpose was this disenfranchisement. But if they could prove that the black people were failing these tests in droves, and not only could they prove that they weren't fit to vote, they could also prove that they were so unintelligent they had no business trying to vote on any laws. Yeah, they had no business trying to even put their voice out there with, for what they wanted. They had no business voting on laws and voting for their local senators and congressmen. They're not smart yep. enough to know. Yep. So that was the, it was a long game. And unfortunately, it worked for a very long time. Yeah, and it only takes, you know, one or two attempts of failing that test before you just decide it's not worth worth it. Yeah, and you had a handful of people. That said, mm -mm, fuck this, we're going to do it. Yep. And they literally paid for it with blood, sweat, and tears. But I know, I know for, for my sake, I am eternally grateful. So, yep. Me too. I would like to add one final thought, though. We always look at um, American veterans and soldiers and people that died in wars as people that fought for your right to vote. They're not the only people that fought for your right to vote. Mm hmm. Yeah, we've we've yeah. highlighted highlighted several people that fought for your right to vote, mm -hmm. and they fought for it. Maybe they didn't have bullets shooting at them, but a lot of times they did. 
They fought in the ballot box. Or they had fire. Maybe not bullets. Sometimes it was fire hoses, but. Fire, yep. Yep. Oh, boy. Y'all, this is the year of the vote. I'm not bullshitting and I'm not fucking around with y'all when I tell you. I don't care. I'm going to sum this up as fast as I can because we're coming close. I don't care if you don't like either one of the so-called frontrunners at this point. You, your, your choices are one or the other. If you think you're going to vote for a third party, you might as well not vote at all. That Please is like don't. farting in the wind. The third party vote can absolutely change nothing. Yep, it is not going to. And that's been the way it's been for probably the last 200 years, is that there have been two parties in this country who have held us in sway. No matter how many other parties there are that are still in existence, and there are, those are the only two that for almost 150, 200 years have, have made any difference. And if you choose not to vote or if you choose to uh, to to cast what they call a protest vote, you're just farting in the wind. Yep. So, yep. Vote for the guy that is pro-democracy, not the orange one. Vote for harm reduction. If you don't like either one of them, vote for the one that means you less harm than the other. It's distasteful, but it is logical. So don't don't <sighs> don't fuck around and not do it. That's what I got. Soapbox yep. is over. Yep. I agree. And if you agree with what we're doing on this podcast, and you that was a hell of a transition. That's beautiful. <laughs> and you would love to support us, you can do so by going to buymeacoffee.com backslash hyperfocus pods. And that's that, our hour, folks. It is literally an hour. We did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> and with that, we'll see you next week. Or hear you next week. Or you'll hear us next week. Whatever it is. Okay. <laughs> Bye. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. <laughs>